The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Grab Show podcast. Yes, we're back. It's another week has passed. And yeah, we're back doing what we love. Yeah, <laughs> You may notice a little difference in the sound. Yeah. Uh, we're actually footing with a whole bunch of new equipment that we've managed to invest in. So yeah, before we get into things, shout out to our patrons. Those guys who have clicked that support button on our Patreon page. It really does help us uh, when it comes to upping our quality and all of that sort of stuff. And able to invest in new gear like this. We've got a new fancy sound recorder and mics and everything. So let me know if you like the new sound of the podcast. Hopefully it does come across a bit clearer than before. Uh, so yeah, shout out to our patrons, of course. Uh, LoneStarPiper.com and Brandon Reno. You guys are awesome! Yes, you are. So, thank you. So, if you do so wish, you can help support the show and check out our Patreon page and click that button. And, yeah, you get uh, access to, like, little bits of extra content and things, you know, things that ordinarily wouldn't reach the podcast and, you know, sneak peeks and things. Yeah, you can go and check that out. It's all up there on our Patreon page. Now, let's get into it. This past two weeks have been insane. In the piping world. So, first of all, thank you for clicking on that download button for this week's podcast. I am very aware uh, everyone will probably be clicking on the link given this week's title. Yes, the British Championships were this past weekend in Paisley. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. What a weekend it was. Uh, We'll get into it. That's this week's topic of the week. I don't want to start talking about it yet because I'll just go off. But, wow. Okay, yeah, just wow. We'll leave it at that. We'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, wow, Paisley. And yeah, so I hope you managed to enjoy this last couple of podcasts, actually, we managed to produce. Um, obviously, from the kickoff of the UK season here, um, we've got uh, one from Banger. And we also got a podcast there from the Inverary concert, which was two kind of podcasts I really enjoyed putting together. So shout out to the guys of Bali Breach Pipe and Inverary for having us at the concert there in Balamina. That was awesome. And to everybody there at Bangor that spoke to me off the record and, yeah, <laughs> just had the best time in Bangor. Thank you, everyone, so much. What an amazing day it was for the kickoff of the season. And uh, for the first major of the season, didn't disappoint, did it? <laughs> well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. You know, to be fair, we normally do each podcast with a bit of listener mail. Uh, so the email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Again, that's bigrabshow at gmail.com. We've had so much mail in this last while about the start of the season and people who are be watching this band and that band and every band. It's really difficult for me to be able to sit here and read through it all because that would be an entire podcast in itself. So thank you. To absolutely everyone who's emailed us in your opinions on bands we should be watching and looking forward to these events and this event and that event and all of that sort of stuff. Thank you to everyone who's emailed us in. If you do have any thoughts, of course, on today's podcast or this week's podcast, I should say, 
Yeah. Email us and we want to know your thoughts on Paisley and we'll be talking about it on next week's podcast because mm, normal service has been resumed. I'm back in the Rab Show studio. It's nice actually to be back here again because I've been out and about now this past couple of weeks so it's nice to be back. Grant. So yeah. Before we get into things, I have to give a shout out to the guys at the Chanter Rant podcast. Hello, Chanter Rant guys. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the Chanter Rant podcast, please do. It's all sorts of epic. And yeah, myself was on there as well. Yeah, I was on the podcast. And me, along with the legend that is hashtag Joe Brady. So go along, check out the Chanter Rant podcast. I love to give those guys a shout out because, yeah, one of my favorite podcasts in the piping world. Also, another one of my favorite podcasts in the piping world has to be the Grace Note Vortex Although they've kind of been on hiatus this last while, which is a shame. You guys, you need to pull the finger out and come back to the podcast world. We miss you. So, but yeah, we've kind of yeah benefited, I suppose, from that because Stephen from the Grace Note Vortex podcast has been helping us out immensely uh, with our live streaming and our coverage and everything over on our Facebook page. So, Stephen, thank you so much for all of your help, my friend. And, yeah, he's been providing an invaluable service to all of you guys internationally, providing all sorts of content online for you. We'll get into that as well. Right. But let's get into it. Some piping news, I believe. The draw for the European Championships is now available. So we now have the draw for the UK Championships. We've spoke about that. We also now have the draw for the European Championships in Forest. Now, this makes for kind of somber reading. Don't know if you've actually managed to catch this or not. But go on to the RSPBA website right now. RSPBA.org. And the full draw is up there. It makes for some kind of somber reading. To be honest, I was hoping to kind of bring my reaction to the draw on this week's podcast, but my reaction is mm, not great, to be honest. Whenever you look through it, there's only eight bands in grade 3B, there's 12 in 3A, for example, and there's maybe 10 in grade 2. It's a really poor entry, which is so disappointing for Forrest. From what I've heard, uh, Forest itself is an, an amazing venue. It's a great place and everyone seems to love going there. It's just getting there seems to be the problem. I think uh, whenever I've put it out there on the Rab Show page, everyone was saying that the reason why there's been such a poor entry for it is because it's so far away. Now, especially for Northern Irish bands, I suppose, there's a lot of majors that happen across the water in Scotland and that involves a lot of travel, you have hotels... You know, you're practically having to book off your day job, go, you know, days off from work and everything to go and do this uh, for, you know, and it happens quite a lot. There's a lot of the major championships in Scotland at the moment. And yeah, Forest is in a pretty, it's not remote, but it's, yeah, it's kind of further away from the main transport hubs than other places like Glasgow that has access to an airport and stuff like that. So Forest, I suppose, yeah, is this a sign of the times? Now that we're seeing this limited entry for Forest, hmm, I think so. I think bands are being kind of financially hit hard with the cost of travel and overnight stays and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, I think bands are just making the conscious decision that we can't afford it. You know what I mean? And we'll live to fight another day kind of thing. So, yeah, notably, there's very few bands from Northern Ireland heading over. And even at that from the Republic of Ireland, there's only a few heading over as well. So I think you can maybe count them on one hand. I think maybe three, four bands maximum. So, mm, 
sign of the times for Forest. But from what I believe, this is the last time the European Championships will be in Forest, which is kind of a yeah disappointing swan song, I suppose, for the organisers. It has been kind of a competition that has always been in, you know, our venue of the year kind of thing and the Rab Show Awards and people seem to really enjoy it and they nominate it each year. It is a fan favourite. A lot of people love it, but there's those people who hate it because it's so far away. So anyway, let's get on to it. We've got so much more to talk about. The European Championships, you can go and check out the draw. It's all up there on the RSPBA site. Definitely worth a read to mix for some interesting reading. Now... In light of that, this weekend in Broadmeadow and in Eskeln is the County Fermanagh Championships. Yes, we're back in action here in Northern Ireland uh, following Paisley. Northern Irish bands are back on the grass again this weekend and in Eskeln. So 27 bands in total will be duking it out on the grass, hoping for the County Fermanagh Championship title. So... With that in mind, I want you to stay tuned to our Facebook page. For those of you listening internationally, we have been live streaming uh, from Bangor. And we've also been live streaming from Paisley. And yeah, here we are now. We're coming into Inneskillen. We'll be live streaming from that as well. So if you are interested in what the bands are doing here in Northern Ireland and you can't make it to Inneskillen this weekend, then we have you covered. So go and check out our Facebook page. And yeah, just stay tuned for updates throughout the day. Hopefully, with a bit of luck, we'll be live streaming from Grade 3A, Grade 2 and Grade 1. With a bit of luck, hopefully a bit of drum majors and stuff. All dependent on time. Basically, we're kind of restricted because there's so much stuff to do all in one day. So we'll do what we can. But best of luck to everyone heading to Inneskillen this weekend. I want to wish you a very good tune. Uh, yeah, bring back loads of silverware. Now, another story. The Empire Pipe Bands. You may not have heard of them, but I certainly have. They've been quite well known recently. The Empire Pipe Band recently announced that they have a new lead drummer, Mr. Alex Robertson. So congratulations to Alex. Alex has experience in the top levels of pipe band drumming, of course, as he played for Toronto Police in Grade 1 for the past five years. Uh, winning several North American drum corps titles this past year, Alex competed in Grade 1 uh, also with Triumph Street, Dyko Triumph Street, and under the, of course, Gary Corkin. Uh, so that was recently. And so, yeah, they managed to finish in the top six in the six in the British there last year and then qualified for the final there in 2017 so Alex really knows his onions and you know has been playing at the top flight level for quite a while so together with the pipe major Brendan Gomez who's a founder member of the Empire Pipe Band they'll continue to you know improve on previous seasons works uh, which have seen them rise from grade four to grade three so wish them well this incoming year but unfortunately Having read a bit further about this story, the band have decided to take a bit of a sabbatical this incoming year. So they will not be on the competing ground in 2018 to give Alex and Brennan a bit of time to put work together, you know, for tune selection and selecting sound and instruments and all of that sort of stuff. So we won't see the Empire Pipe Band on the grass. But, yeah, apparently the band's immediate plans are to compete locally uh, in Maxville back in, in 2019, so next year, and they're also going to travel to Scotland then with a view of going to the Worlds in 2020. So there you go. Shout out to the Empire Pipe Band. You guys are awesome. Obviously, in a period of building, and I have been following your uh, career from grade four up to th- grade three. So definitely, it's been a bit of a very quick rise for you. So want to wish Brendan and Alex the very best from us on the Rab Show. Keep us informed as as you yeah aim for heading to the Worlds in 2020. Yeah, we will want to keep track of everything that's going on there. Right. Okay. Piping Live 2018. Now, I feel like I haven't really spoke about it yet, but be prepared to be bombarded with Piping Live news because 
Oh, I'm all sorts of obsessed about this. Piping Live 2018. This kind of flew under the radar because everyone was talking about Paisley, of course. But Piping Live 2018 have finally announced uh, their lineup for this incoming year. Now, they haven't announced all of it, I have to say. They've kind of announced like the old favourites and stuff like the international quartets and, you know, Pipe Idol, different things like that that they would normally run every year. Uh, but in this particular announcement, they've announced something a bit special for us piping fans. On the 17th of August, which is a Friday, of course, which is normally the quiet day for a Pipe and Live festival, because they're winding down, they wind down as the world ramps up. But yeah, Pipe and Live are not going out without a fight. So the 17th of August, Braybrack and Ancho Lorenzo are in concert in the Dry Gate. Now I'll let that sink in. Now, on last week's podcast, you actually managed to hear an interview with the bass player of Braybrack there, Mr. James Lindsay. You you know yourselves that Braybrack are now in the studio recording. So to be able to go and see these guys playing live in Glasgow at a piping festival, supported by Ancho Lorenzo. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, trust me. If you're going to piping live this year, this will be one gig you will not want to miss. So the dry gape there, Braybrack and Ancho Lorenzo. Go and get your tickets. Apparently, full ticket information for all events for the Pipe and Live Festival is now available. You can go and check it out, pipeandlive.co.uk. But they do say to keep in mind that full details of everything in the festival have not been announced yet. So you have to stay tuned to their social media, etc., as they announce more dates and information as we go along. Now, obviously, you will get a full podcast from ourselves in the Rab Shows. We will go through our Pipe and Live 2018 picks. So if you are going to the festival, we will let you know day by day where you should be and at what time and all of that sort of stuff so we've got you covered (laughs) but yeah do keep a track of this there will be some pretty exciting concerts and things like this Braybrack gig on the 17th that you're going to want to get to as a piping fan and uh, yeah we will give you a heads up so you can get your tickets early so you won't be disappointed so yeah it's looking like World's Week is shaping up 2018 to be a pretty stellar year to be honest so when you're looking at the St Lawrence Atul concert there in the Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow on Wednesday here we are now another massive concert then on the 17th of August by Braybrack so that's even before you've hit Glasgow Greens you know what I mean unless you're qualifying of course if you're qualifying on the Friday in grade one then yeah here's a way for you to kick up your heels on Friday night oh man I cannot wait for this concert in Braybrack it's gonna be insane anyway I have to say, a little bit of news from a rap show front. Yeah, we've hit the bit of a news. We've reached a bit of a milestone again. Yeah, on our Facebook page, our social media, we've just reached over 9,000 likes. So thank you, everyone who's clicked that like button on our Facebook page. We do work very hard on our social media, to be honest. We do put a lot of thought and work into what we do. And uh, yeah, from all of us on the rap show team, it's not just me, for all of us on the team... Thank you so much for that. Over 9,000 thumbs up, that mean, that means the world to us. It's incredible. Because the more people who like our page means the more people we can share our amusing music with, you know? So tell your friends about The Rab Show on Facebook or indeed on Twitter as well, at Big Rab Show. You can check us out on there. And uh, yeah, we've reached over 9,000 likes. So thank you, everyone. Please do share our social media with your friends. It really does help because especially when this incoming season, we're live streaming and all of that sort of cool stuff on our Facebook page. So tell your friends about it so they can all tune in and join in. There you go. Now, when we're going to be talking about Paisley later in the show, well, later, 
I want to talk about something that pretty special that happened at Paisley this past weekend. Now, this is away from results and bans and all of this sort of stuff. It involves the Field Marshal Montgomery. Don't know if you managed to capture this or not, but I've been sharing it out there like a crazy person. Uh, have to give full props to the Field Marshal Montgomery over the weekend. They've done something that was pretty awesome. Uh, over the course of the weekend, they made one of their biggest fans' dream come true. Jeff Henderson, yes, the current pipe major of Wasatch and District Pipe Band, had the opportunity to play with Field Marshal Montgomery as they were tuning up for the March Past in Paisley. Now, the band was kind of tuning up and just, I don't know, playing the odd beat tune or two, and then, you know, getting ready for the March Past and getting the results and everything. And, uh, yeah, Jeff Henderson had the opportunity to lift the pipes. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember whose pipes it was he lifted, actually, but it was one of the members of the band, anyway stood to the side and give Jeff his pipes and uh, there's photographs of this and there's video footage as well of Jeff Henderson standing there and he's blowing a tune and Richard Parks MBE is stand, is tuning his pipes now I'll let that sink in <laughs> I'm a drummer and even I know that's something special right there that's something pretty memorable to even be tuned you know, to ha- I don't know that's pretty awesome. But then, as well as that, you know, had the pipes set by Richard, but then he had the opportunity to stand and blow a few tunes with the band. But the full drum core, full pipe core there, and Richard and co, and everybody was there. The whole band was playing, and Jeff was in the middle of them, uh, playing with them. It was just incredible to watch. So Jeff, fair play to him, looked to be like a kid on Christmas. He seemed to have had the best time, and he actually drew a little tear as he played the last tune with the band. And put the pipes down, and it was just, it was really emotional, it was a very special moment, and I have to say, yeah, shout out to the Field Marshal, you guys produced something pretty incredible there, thank you so much for doing that, that's that's pipe bands right there, that is pipe bands right there, do you know what I mean? And I have to say, any other pipe band out there, if you do have a following, you know, especially in the top flight, you know, we do have fans of bands, you know, like Inverary, Scottish Power, St. Lawrence Atul, Shots. You know, there is people out there who follow these bands and really idolize them. And then to have the opportunity even to play like a simple 4-4 with them, that's something that would stick with you for the rest of your life. That's like life-changing kind of stuff. So, yeah, Jeff Henderson had a life-changing experience there with playing with the Field Marshal. What a privilege. And, yeah, Jeff, I think... <laughs> that's something you're not going to forget about in a hurry my friend so shout out to the Wasatch and District Pipe Band you, ha- you guys have a very happy pipe major coming home to you <laughs> so there you go if you ha- are interested you can go onto the Field Marshal Montgomery social media uh, head on to their Facebook page I think is where most of their stuff is they also have a brand new YouTube channel by the way hmm. a lot of people don't seem to know this Field Marshal Montgomery have launched a new YouTube channel so have a search for it, go into YouTube, type in Field Marshal Montgomery, but look under the channel listings, not under the video listings, because clearly there's thousands of videos of the Field Marshal out there, but yeah, you're looking for the channel, so Field Marshal have started producing some video clips of their own, uh, including, uh, I think it was Bradley Parker had a, a solo piece on there and stuff, so yeah, interesting stuff from the Field Marshal, they're starting to indulge us on social media, so which is incredible, awesome stuff, so shout out to the Field Marshal. And, yeah, Jeff Henderson, you guys produced something pretty darn special over the weekend there. So there you go. Right, another bit of piping news. And this one's maybe... 
Yeah, not good news. I went from good news to bad news, unfortunately. So one of Canada's longest-running pipe bands in Grade 2, Dartmouth and District uh, from Nova Scotia, had called off its 2018 season. And apparently it might be for good, which is not a good thing. So the decision to go on a hiatus was made after May the 6th. And it came after the band experienced a significant personnel loss this spring. The pipe major, Scott Long, decided to join uh, the 78th Highlanders, Halifax Citadel. So the pipe major's away. So, mm, yeah, the band will not be able to field a Grade 2 competition unit for 2018 season. Uh, Long said, uh, we started in September with decent numbers. They had 14 pipers, 6 snares and a bass section of 5. And as the winter rehearsals went on, we struggled with commitment due to a variety of reasons, including family and employment priorities, you know, life in general. So apparently they tried to hold on, but a decent development in the drum section, but a recent development in the drum section, uh, a commitment forced us to pack it in. So there you go. That was the statement from the band there. So that's what forced them to pull the plug. Basically, numbers. So despite the decline then of the Grade 2 band, uh, the Pipe Major had then said the Dartmouth and District organisation of their Grade 4 and Grade 5 bands are in great shape, however. Uh, so they hope to be, yeah, that support for the Grade 4 band and everything will continue. You know what I mean? So your yeah, Grade 4 and Grade 5 band will still be on the field, but as far as the Grade 2 one goes, uh-uh, no. He did say, however, that there is a possibility that Dartmouth and District Grade 2 band could be resurrected but it would definitely be without him. So Scott Long will not be back by the sounds of things. He's away to the 70th Halifax Citadel, and he's very happy. <laughs> he won't be back to Dartmouth. So in the absence of Dartmouth and District, it brings the number of active Grade 2 bands in North America to 25, uh, with 9 from Canada and 16 from the US. So the numbers are slowly on the decline. I seem to be reading these stories out every week now. That's possibly a topic of the week right there that we may get into. Uh, the recent decline in pipe bands, especially in the top flight, I have to notice. Uh, especially the top two grades. The top two grades seem to be really suffering at the moment. So, yeah, Dartmouth and District, they were originally founded back in 1965. And here they are now, they're pulling the plug in 2018 for their grade two band. So that's so disappointing for everybody there in Dartmouth and District. Yeah, I really hope to be able to read a good news story soon and to say that you're back on the grass. So I'll be keeping a track of that story and hopefully the band will be back and yeah, I'll be able to report all sorts of happiness and joy coming from Canada. Now, Regina Saskatchewan, I think is how you pronounce it, May the 19th, the North Stratton Pipe Band of Edmonton lifted the overall winner in Grade 2. So uh, let's get through it. The, the Saskatchewan Highland Gathering and Celtic Festival took place there on May the 19th with 13 bands competing in, in total. So And this was all to be held in Victoria Park. So let's get through the results, shall we? Uh, starting off with Grade 5, first place was Edmonton, Edmonton Youth Pipe Band and they lifted the marches. On to Grade 4 then, we had medley and marches competition. and Both of them were lifted again by Edmonton and District. So... Yeah, shout out to you guys. (laughs) Seem to be quite strong there. And let me see. On to grade three then. We had a medley performance and MSR on the day. And both of them went to St Andrews, Winnipeg. Congratulations with Calgary Police Police bringing up second place, both the medley and the MSR. On to grade two then. It went to North Stratton, as I've just said there. And they competed in their MSR. And they've got that in MSR preference. Winning the medley, however, then went to Winnipeg Police. So they didn't have it all their own way. So Winnipeg Winnipeg Police lifting it in first place there with North Stratton. Second, third was the city of Regina. So there you go. 
that's it. That's what happened at the Saskatchewan Highland Gathering Celtic Festival. Not a bad event by all accounts. I didn't really know much about it. It did kind of fly under the radar for me because I was caught up with everything that was going on in Paisley. So shout out to all you guys that were over there. And yeah, I think by all accounts, it was a pretty decent weekend's competition. Yeah. Okay. One last little bit of piping news before we have to get into this week's topic of the week. And for that, trust me, you're going to have to pour yourself a cup of tea for this one. It's going to be a long one. Yeah, there's a little bit of piping news that broke. And again, it kind of flew under the radar. So I wanted to draw this to your attention. A piper from Nairn in Scotland, Andrew McLennan. Uh, McLennan? Yeah, I could just about talk today. Uh, he played his pipes, apparently, and set a new world record. This is a new world record for bagpiping. 26 hours, 59 minutes, and 7 seconds. He couldn't last that extra wee seconds just to round it up to 27 hours. Like, But there you go. So he broke the previous world record, which was set, uh, and he broke it by almost an hour. So there you go. Uh, pending official confirmation, apparently, Mr. McLennan, uh should uh, should now be recognised as taking the title from Ricky Evans of Portlethen and Aberdeenshire. So Ricky obviously famously set this at Pipe and Live a couple of years ago. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Ricky. The gauntlet has been thrown down, my friend, by Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to get back your, uh, wor- your world record. So the, the Piper... Andrew, he started at about 1.30pm on Thursday and reached the old world record shortly after about 3.40pm the next day. So, in the traditional music venue called Hootenanny in Inverness. Now, this was all done under scrutiny by everyone who was there with cameras and everything to make sure that everything was above board. Now, at the exact moment he broke the record, Mr. McLennan remained focused on the task and simply continued playing. Although he celebrated during a five-minute break shortly afterwards. So, yeah, fair play to him. He kept his focus. So, speaking about the challenge then, he was asked for a quote and he said it was very, very difficult. I have had some great support from lots of people, he says. Uh, Regarding what he plans to do when he finally stopped, he said, It means my pipes are going away for a few weeks and I'm going to bed. So that's what he planned to do once he broke the record. So fair play to you, Andrew. Now, I did ask then about the organisers of this event. And how did how did it go? Surely he couldn't just play solid for that amount of time. Well, apparently he had like three or four different sets of pipes, which he had organised through a sponsor. And they kept the pipes going for him. So if one did decide to go wonky or break down somehow then there was another just to hand where he could just lift and start straight away again so there was no real break so during the attempt he played for at least two minutes at a time followed by a 30 second breather so for every two minutes he played he was allowed 30 seconds to have a breath and then it was allowed he was allowed an additional five minute break every hour so if you gather up all those five minute breaks those little 30 second breathers you can actually elapse quite a good break in there you could actually go and have a sleep for about an hour or so do you know what i mean if you work your timing right so yeah well shout out to andrew this would not have been easy at all i'm certainly not trying to take away from your achievement because it is kind of epic well done so there you go 26 hours 59 minutes and seven seconds for playing bagpipes now that I challenge anyone to do that <laughs> and not break a sweat. My God. Well, fair play to you, Andrew. Well done, well done. Right, let's get on to it. 
time to scrap my script. There we go. Yeah, it's time for me to pour myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Pipe Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Loud Pipes Visual Media is your dedicated resource for coverage of pipe bands from Northern Ireland. Loud Pipes Visual Media specialises in both photography and videography, so you don't only get to see the fantastic spectacle of piping and drumming, but you also get to hear it too. Loud Pipes Visual Media is always very keen to promote bands from Northern Ireland, so if you or your band has an event or you would like a specific photograph or video taken, please get in touch with Loud Pipes Visual Media on their Facebook page or contact Barbara on 07719231402. Yes, indeed. That was our patrons there who managed to click that support button. So that those are the guys who managed to get a wee shout-out in each podcast. So thank you very much, guys, for hitting that support button. And again, if you guys do want to help us out on the podcast, you can do. And again, you can go and visit our Patreon page and click that support button. And you too can get a little 30-second clip on there and get a wee mention on the show. Why not? Why not? Anyway, time to get into it. Time to talk about Paisley. Finally, the first major championship of the season has been and gone. All the speculation, all the talk, all the rumour, it's over. Now it's been on the grass and it's there in black and white and we can see it. <laughs> so good. Man, I, yeah, what a weekend. What a weekend. First of all, I have to give a shout out to everyone who tuned in to our live stream on our Facebook page. Thank you. Thank you so much for everyone for tuning in. We had thousands upon thousands of views of most video performances of all of the bands, plus, you know, the results and everything. Incredible stuff. So thank you, everyone, internationally for tuning in. Uh, To Stephen as well from the Grace Note Vortex. Again, Stephen, man, what an amazing job you did. Thank you so much. And yeah, everyone deserves... Everyone should be buying Stephen a pint whenever they next see him at a championship. So there you go. You've heard it from me. You owe Stephen a pint. (laughs) Grant, let's get into it. Paisley was, I think, now I've summed this up on the live show on Fuse FM last night with one word. And I'll do it for you here in the podcast too. One word to sum up Paisley. Interesting. Interesting would be the word I would use. Now, Let's get to it. Let's get to our winners, first of all. We'll read through it. With over 130 bands competing on the day itself, the sun was splitting the stones. It was really, really hot. It was actually really warm, which is not Scotland weather. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We were not expecting this. So, yeah, with glorious sunshine. Like People were running about in short sleeves and eating ice cream. It was the best day. So, 
Yeah, winners on the day then. Starting with Novice B, the winner was North Lanarkshire Schools. Well done, North Lanarkshire. And they lifted the drumming as well. Well done there. British champions. Novice A then went to Dollar Academy. Well done, Dollar. But the drumming went to George Harriet's Schools. Now, George Harriet's actually finished in fifth, which is a bit weird, I think. But, yeah, finished in fifth position, uh, but lifting the drumming title there. So, well done. Not a bad result at all. I think you were just a wee bit happy too whenever I've seen the celebrations. <laughs> right, okay, on to grade 4B. The winner was Mid-Argyle. Well done, Mid-Argyle. And uh, the drumming went to Stockbridge. Now, Stockbridge, again, finished down the prizes. They finished in fourth place overall. So lifting the drumming title, but finishing fourth. Eesh. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, right, grade 4A. Dunbar RBL finished top spot, lifting it on ensemble preference. So well done, Dunbar. And the drumming then went to Loch Ryan. And Loch Ryan, straight on the heels of Dunbar, they were, yeah, they finished second overall. So well done to Loch Ryan. I think grade 4A is shaping up to be quite an interesting grade. <laughs> we'll talk about that. On to Juvenile. Yeah, Juvenile grade, the winner was Dollar. Dollar Academy. And they lifted the drumming as well. And they had two firsts in piping. And an ensemble, yeah, they had ones right across the board. Dollar Academy really dominated the juvenile grade there on Saturday. So congratulations, Dollar. You guys deserved it. Well done. Now, looking at grade 3B then, the winner was Johnstone. Yes. <laughs> How awesome was this? Now, yeah, stories from the park are all about Johnstone and how amazing they sounded in Grade 3B. So, yeah, kind of sidewinded a lot of people. Everyone was listening to St. Mary's Derry Trasna. But, yeah, us on the Rab Show, we were listening intently to St. Mary's as well. Of course, St. Mary's actually lifted the drumming title. So, well done to St. Mary's Derry Trasna. You weren't far away lifting the drumming there, but I have to say, Johnstone. <laughs> Woo! I think this year could be an interesting year for Grade 3B, listening to Johnstone. We'll get on to Grade 3B in a minute. Grade 3A then, the winner was Royal Borough of Annan. There you go. Not bad. After just getting their promotion to Grade 3A, they're hitting the ground running. Royal Borough then, top of the pile. Shout out to you guys. Congratulations there, British champions. Certainly hit the ground running, as I've said. Drumming went to Uddington Strathclyde. Well done, Uddington. Now, I have to say, this was kind of a really popular result. A lot of people very happy about this. Uh, Shout out to Grant Cassidy. Apparently this is his dad's band. There you go. So yeah, Uddington Strathclyde uh, winning the drumming, but apparently they finished up sixth overall. Yeah, so finishing sixth as a band, but lifting the drumming. Hmm. Now, grade 3A is a bit of an unusual grade. Uh, Some unusual placings. So the band who finished in second place, uh, they had two firsts in piping. But they had a tenth in drumming. Yeah, I'm talking about the Highlanders four Scots there. They came second place under Royal Borough of Annan. But they had two first place in piping. But their drumming was whoa, way, way down there. And they got a tenth in drumming. So, eesh, I would not want to be in that drum corps right now. Because you could just imagine what words are being said in the practice room this week. Ouch. Yeah, so there you go. But finishing a very respectable second which could have easily been a first place had the drumming been up there too. Who knows? Who knows, eh? But it's not over yet. This is the first major. Still loads of room to move. So, yeah, there we go. On to grade two then. Winners, possibly of the most interesting grade on the day, has to be, yeah, fair play to them. Klaus Kelt. Well done, Klaus Kelt. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and if you actually go and listen to the run by Klaus Kelp, they were blowing a big sound. Now, I know a load of people 
uh, yeah, we're all singing the praises of Chesney and everything. Said, oh, Chesney set up and everything sounds, you know, fantastic and blah. Oh, that's just great to hear. And to be honest, yeah, Chesney's setup really does seem to sound the part. Although I kind of have to fly the flag for G One because G One are awesome. Uh, but yeah, Klaus Kelt blowing a big sound, actually sounding really, really strong there in Grade Two, and had a one heck of a performance. I would actually ask you to go and check out their drumming as well. Klaus Kelt's drumming really, really good. Under the new lead tipper there, Ali Hopper, he's certainly producing some stellar performances. I heard them in Bangor. Really, really sharp performance by the back end of the drumming. And then here they are in grade two in Paisley and producing it again. It just, oh, incredible stuff, incredible stuff. But the drumming title on the day went to New Ross and District. So congratulations, the guys of New Ross. I think you were just a wee bit happy. I think there's photographs of one of your drummers actually lifting his Adante drum above his head and threatening to chuck it about or something. I don't know what was going on there. But he seemed to be ridiculously happy with winning. So congratulations to New Ross. I think there would be one heck of a party on the road home that day. So yeah, New Ross and District, however, lifted the drumming title but finished ninth overall. So well down in the prize list, which was a bit of a shock, to be honest. But so yeah, lifting the drumming title, however, well done, New Ross. Okay. And then the big one, grade one. You're all bound to know it by now, because if you're a piping fan at all, you've already know these results. The winner was Scottish Power. Yeah, as much as we've been talking about it being a two-horse race this season, hmm, it's not a two-horse race, it's not a two-horse race at all, sure it's not. Yeah, what a surprise. I'm not going to say an upset. I'm not going to say an upset. It was a surprise, okay? Nobody had Scottish Power on their prediction list, uh, you know, yeah, I think for us on the Rab Show, we had pegged St. Lawrence as being our possible dark horse. And, uh, you know, St. Lawrence were there. They, you know, they certainly you know, they finished up fourth. They definitely did not put in a bad performance. But looking at the full full results for Grade 1, in case you haven't heard them, Scottish Power, top spot. Then we had Inverary and District finishing second, and Inverary lifted the drumming title as well. So, um, if you listen to the performance of the drumming, actually, really well deserved. Oh, amazing performance. Uh, Field Marshal Montgomery then finished third overall, and then St. Lawrence Atul in fourth. So, there you go. That's your top four. So, yeah. What? I'm not going to say shock, but it was a really cool surprise. Now, I'm going to say a really cool surprise because. I want you to go and listen to the performance if you haven't already. Okay? Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, What? Scottish Power? Trust me. Go and listen to the performance. Those guys played out of their socks. <laughs> really, really strong performance. And if anything, I'm a massive fan of that medley. And, you know, had a whole pee break and all going through the middle of it. And then they kind of phased it in again towards the end. And... It was really artistic and what an incredible medley. It was really, really well played and sound was there as well. Just go and check it out. Scottish Power played the tune of their life and managed to do it. And that's what makes this piping game so interesting. That if you can go on the grass, it's anybody's game. Do you know what I mean? If you can go on there, you could blow everybody out of the water. Doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> if you're Field Marshal or Inverary or any of these big big guns that we normally talk about, here comes Scottish Power. Do you know what I mean? 
and yeah, surprises us all. Now, for those of you who are watching our Facebook live stream on the day it happened, uh, you can actually go back and watch it. We think we still have it off on there now. Yeah. Uh, you can see a video of Scottish Power marching off the field celebrating their win, which was just brilliant. And we managed to get a very quick, brief interview with Chris Armstrong on the field, Pipe Major Chris Armstrong on the field. And uh, we asked him, what does it feel like to, you know, what does it feel like to lift the British title? And uh, I think his words were, uh, um, uh, awesome. <laughs> Or something like that. He said himself that he was lost for words. The guy was, he was very clearly overcome with emotion. And yeah, had no words for us. There was no words, I suppose. So there you go. Stellar performance by Scottish Power. I'm really not going to take it away from them. They definitely did play for it. So well done. Now, let's get into the drum majors. Starting with the juniors then. We had Leon Crooks. Uh, who was our uh, junior title there from Sirland District? Well done, Leanne. Juvenile then went to uh, Catherine McKeown of Battle Hill. And then the adult drum major, senior drum major, went to Andrea McKeown Gibson of Battle Hill. So Battle Hill, Pipe Band, have two British champions. Not bad at all. Well done. And if anything, all the grades in the drum majors all went to Northern Ireland drum majors. Here you go. Now, right, let's get into it. I have to bring out my notes for this one, right? Because... Paisley has been such a big talking point since it happened. Our social media has practically blown up since this event. There's been so much talk (laughs) about this. I can't remember any other major having this much conversation about it since maybe Dumbarton last year. Or even, I think, maybe Fares the year before. But yeah, this one, Paisley has really shook the piping world and... Whether it shook it in a good direction or not, I don't know. I don't honestly know. Let's look at it first of all. The elephant in the room. Field Marshal Montgomery. Everyone knows them as being this ultra-strong, big grade one band that everyone kind of expects to win. But what kind of struck us as unusual, almost, or surprising, is the ensemble result. Field Marshal Montgomery finished sixth in ensemble. Sixth. Now look at that and its component parts. Whenever you consider there's other bands that placed in front of them that possibly we haven't heard much of this this last while. Now, I'm not taking it away. Scottish Power, whenever you look at their ensemble result, they finished first in ensemble, so well done. Inverary second in ensemble. And then Boghall and Bathgate were third. That's an awesome result. Glasgow Police, then they finished in fourth in ensemble. Then St. Lawrence came fifth in ensemble, and then Field Marshal. So a lot of bands finishing ensemble-wise on top of the Field Marshal. Now, this kind of brought everybody out with the tinfoil hats. <laughs> As to, to quote the Chander Rant, I should actually have Josh in on this from the Chander Rant podcast to talk about this. But yeah, everyone then immediately starts talking about judging and unusual placings. But I have to say, this was not unique to grade one on the day. There was other grades and we'll talk about that. But yeah, I have to have the counter argument. Everyone's talking about Field Marshal being in sixth position in ensemble. And how did this happen? (laughs) Everyone's looking for a reason. Now, I have to stress... We're not on the field with a clipboard. Alright? Now, we were not standing where that judge was 
We were not listening to what that judge was listening to. We did not hear what they heard. So perhaps they heard something that kind of thought to them, mm, that's not for me. You know what I mean? So as much as we love Field Marshal, uh, yeah, we were not on the grass with the clipboard. So I will say that for one. But also, not to take it away from the other bands that are in that grade that placed above them. Because they're not too shabby either. You know what I mean? When you consider it, you have Scottish Power, who I've said already, played out of their skin. You had Inverary in there. You have St. Lawrence, Glasgow Police, Boghall. All amazing bands, you know, that you could really see on their day placing above Field Marshal. So it just makes interesting reading, I think, whenever you look through all of this. And, yeah, I dare say we will be talking about this for some time to come. Now, we talked about this on our live show on Fuse FM last night. And, uh, yeah, we live-streamed it and everything. We were chatting about it on our Facebook page. And a lot of people were going down the tinfoil hat route. They were talking about all sorts of crazy conspiracy theories, about all sorts of grades, all sorts of uh, craziness that I honestly think there's no value in. But, (laughs) do you know what I mean? I can't buy into that. You know, you have to judge the performance and what it is. And we are not in that arena, standing beside that band, listening to them. And that's the only thing that I'd have to say and argue back with. You can listen to recordings and all. You can listen to them time and time again. But a judge does not have the beauty of hindsight. We can watch a video of a performance and watch it over and over and over again. Whereas a judge has one chance, has one opportunity to listen to that band and to get it right. Now, on this occasion, did they get it right? And I suppose that's what's up for debate. Do you know what I mean? It is up to personal preference at the end of the day. Field Marshal Montgomery walked in there and they played what I'm calling their Fred Morrison set. Right? They finish off with that big hard drive tune, which I just simply love. I think it's absolute nigh-on amazing. I can't help but dance every time Field Marshal play it. It's one of my favourites. However... Inverary walked in there with their Master Blaster medley. Awesome sauce. And I've just said, Scottish Power's new medley with that big pre-brook and all in the middle. And the opening tune is fantastic as well. I just loved their performance. I think, yeah, really stellar stuff. I would not want to be a judge on that field, to be brutally honest with you. I think anyone who's standing there in the Grade 1 arena with a clipboard in their hand has the most difficult job in the piping world the end (laughs) do you know what i mean there's nothing else (laughs) i don't know so as much as the tinfoil hat people are all talking about questionable placings and everything (sighs) yeah i don't know you can buy into the conspiracy theories you can talk about this and that and all there but at the end of it we were not standing in front of that band with a clipboard and we did not hear what that judge heard and interpret it in whatever way they wanted to interpret it so you know, personal preferences is personal preference. It's up to the judge themselves to apply their knowledge and their experience to get it right. So, yeah, we can debate this, I'm sure, on future podcasts. Well, I think I've actually done a podcast on Ensemble. So, mm, yeah, whenever Field Marshal getting a low placing in the Ensemble, yeah, does that reflect badly on their pipe core, their drum core, or the whole thing as a unit? Don't know. But I think overall, this was not the only grade that had unusual placings. So, who knows? Field Marshal just could have had a bad weekend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so 
It does happen. It's not unheard of. Even the biggest and best have a bad weekend. It can happen. So perhaps as much as people are saying that the results were possibly wrong, that Inverary should have won with a Field Marshal second, or perhaps Field Marshal should have won with an Inverary second, I, I don't know. Scottish Power, go back and listen to the the performance. I really have stressed this time and time again. Go and listen to it yourself. Draw your own conclusions. And you can maybe see how they finished first. I challenge you. Alright? I'll put that out there. I'll pause for thought. Go back. Listen to all the performances. We have them up there on the Rab Show Facebook page. And you guys be the judge and make up your own mind. Email us in your opinion. We want to know. BigRabShow at gmail.com Go back, listen to the performances on our Rab Show Facebook page and then let us know yourself. You can be an armchair judge and let me know what you think the placing should have been. Now, as well as that, I have to give a shout out to Boghall and Bathgate and Fife Police who are back in the top six. Now, I for one let out a huge cheer whenever I heard Boghall read out in fifth and Fife, Fife Police read out in sixth. I was just ecstatic, and I think the bands were themselves. They were all sorts of happy about this. So it is awesome to see them back. Of course, Boggies are the band that everybody loves, but have kind of fallen on hard times this last couple of seasons. So it's brilliant to see them back in the top five again. Awesome stuff. And also for Fife Police to be on the top six was just incredible. So, yeah. Shout out to you guys. Congratulations at your weekend's work. Started the season off well. Now, I have to say... Uh, where were shots? Mm. There was other grade one bands in there as well that I was kind of expecting better things from. I have to make, give a special mention to the PSNI. PSNI pipe band finished flat bottom on everything. Last on piping, last on drumming, last on ensemble. Oof, that had to hurt. Now, I haven't heard the PSNI in person myself in Banger. I honestly thought they were sounding really strong. To be honest, I thought, there's a band that sounds really good. And they're actually really focused on what they're doing. Then guys could go to Paisley and do okay. You know? But here we have it. They went to Paisley and ended up top, bottom of the pile. Sorry, bottom of the pile. So, I was not expecting that. That was a bit of a surprise for me as well. So, yeah... Bad times at the PSNI. Yeah. So hopefully things can be addressed in the band hall over the next few weeks as we roll forward into the UK's. Uh, yeah. Best of luck, guys, there at the PSNI. I think you just have a body of work to do there. Hmm. Okay, flying on. Away from grade one. <laughs> Enough of this grade one talk. Let's get on to grade two. Have to give that big shout out to Klaus Kelt. This has been a long time coming for Klaus Kelt, who have been working incredibly hard there in grade two. So shout out goes to all of you guys. And again, I have to say, listen to their drumming. They're, of course, they have a brand new lead tipper in the back row, uh, Ali, and he's been producing some pretty amazing drum scores. Now, if anything, the, it seems to meld very well with what the Pipers are doing. So they're ensemble-wise... It's really, really good. I have to stress that. Also, give a shout out to their bass core as well. Uh, I really am in love with their tenor tenor drummers. It's brilliant. And also, shout out to the bass man. who really knows how to be subtle when he needs to be. But also to add that weight, to add that bit of drama and things into the music. But give it the rise and fall that it needs. 
Just go and check out the run from Klaus Kelt, okay? <laughs> the pipe sound was there. Klaus Kelt definitely did not disappoint on the sound front. But yeah, the drumming as well. You know, bass core as a unit was superb. And yeah, the drumming was there too with the scores and everything. It was really, really tight. Great performance. Definitely worth checking out. I have to say, uh, one band that was kind of surprised with was Balagan or Balagan. I still don't know how to pronounce that name. So if anybody from that band is listening, by the way, tell me how you pronounce it. I pronounce it Balagan, whether that's right or not, I don't know. But they finished up 12th, which is really disappointing. Because they were a band that I was really excited to see, considering that they'd made this commitment to hit every major this season. Coming all the way from Denmark, yeah, here they come to Paisley and finish down 12th. Which was kind of a surprise. I was hoping to see this amazing band coming and out with all guns blazing, you know, and giving us a real challenge and seeing somebody that we wouldn't ordinarily get to see until the world's. But yeah, a disappointing 12th for Balagan. So I haven't actually heard the full performance yet. I heard the introduction. I think it was like a, a 20 or 30 second clip that I managed to see of Balagan. But yeah, I would love to see the full performance. So I'm going to try and do a bit of Google searching to try and find that performance. But Balagan finishing 12th. Disappointing. But they have said they're coming to all the majors. So this is just a start for them. So hopefully they can build on that 12th place and boost themselves up the rankings in grade 2. Also, new Ross and District lifting the drumming again. Is just awesome. The guys celebrated to within an inch of their life. <laughs> uh, to the point where they were nearly throwing drums at each other. So yeah, fair play to these guys at New Ross. You guys are having one heck of a start to the season. Now, it's disappointing, however, that they finished ninth overall on ensemble preference. So, mm, yeah, still a body of work to do there at New Ross. To lift themselves out of that ninth position to hopefully hit the top five. So I wish you good luck, New Ross. Lifting the drumming title is certainly a big step in the right direction. Uh, interesting times there at New Ross. But I think, and I know I've said this before, grade two is where the competition is. Because if you listen to our second place uh, uh, finisher there, Mackenzie Caledonia. Ooh, that's all I would say. <laughs> <laughs> go and check out Mackenzie. Wow. You know, that whew, that's all I can say is my review of that run. Go and check it out yourself. That you know, there are videos available. I think we have shared it out on the Rab Show Facebook page. Uh, the run from Mackenzie. Uh, all I can really sum it up is is whew. so go and check it out. Definitely worth a listen. So grade two this year, as I have said from the very beginning, will be one of the most interesting grades this year. So definitely going to be worth a listen. So with a bit of luck, I think the RSPBA themselves actually managed to film all of Grade 2. And I think there is plans to upload all of those performances up onto YouTube. So with a bit of luck, we'll hopefully have the whole of Grade 2 to be able to sit back and watch at our leisure. So these bands that I'm talking about, Mackenzie Caledonian, Klaus Kelt, uh, New Ross and District, all of these guys, you're going to be able to go back and listen to them. So also shout out to Rivara as well, who finished a very respectable third, I think. So well done, Rivara. Now, let's get on to other grades and unusual placings. Now, as I've said, it didn't just uniquely fall to grade 1 for something to give everybody something to talk about. Let's look at grade 4A. I want to give a shout out to William Wood. William Wood managed to finish 4th position overall and lift a trophy and head home on the bus with something to fill it with whiskey. So, William Wood, finishing 4th overall, congratulations first of all. Well played. But, there is a big but... (laughs) In this, William Wood finished 
15th in piping, 8th in piping, and then a 2nd in drumming, and a 1st in ensemble. And then managing to finish 4th overall. So they went home with the 4th place, but when you look at those results, how can one piping judge have them sitting 15th, but yet their ensemble judge has them sitting 1st? Now that's a massive difference from 15th spot to 1st. An ensemble. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I'm not saying the judges have got it wrong. As I've said again, we weren't in that circle with the clipboard. But I'm just saying it's a bit unusual. Alright? I'm not done with the unusual placings, though. That's grade 4A. I'm looking at uh, Methyl and District, who finished third overall. Um, But, yeah, they had an 18th in drumming. Eee. They had a two first places in piping, mind you. So they're, yeah, they're piping, drew a first and a first, and then an 18th in drumming. So, ooh, I would not want to be in that drum corps right now. But that's not to say that perhaps the judge might have made a mistake. Don't know. I really don't know. But, again, this just gives us all sorts of stuff to talk about. So that's grade 4A, really unusual placings in grade 4A. But also, looking at grade 4B, Stockbridge had two piping judges at polar opposites. One piping judge had them 4th in piping, and the other piping judge had them 13th. 13th? Now, whenever you look at it, 4th and 13th, that's a big gap. And even for William Wood, you have a 15th in piping and a 1st in ensemble. That's a massive gap. (laughs) And you just wonder, how do these disparities and placings, how do they happen? Now, we did talk about this, I think just the other side of December, actually, we spoke about this whenever the ruling was passed. The judges were able to confer after your performance. Now, they can't talk about placings, so they can't walk up to each other and say, well, what do you think about that? I had them first. What do you think? And the other judges can go, hmm, I had them third, but do you know what? I'll change my mind and I'll put them first to be the samesies. You know, they can't do that. So, what's happening now? I don't know if judges have been conferring or not. It would appear that they're not. <laughs> you know, what they're supposed to do, I suppose, they have this option to talk about the performance after the band marches off the field. A judge can walk over to another judge and say, Did you hear that perhaps their F's were off? Or did you hear that there was a problem here in somebody's bottom hand? Or did you hear there was a problem with the snares there? They weren't quite integrating correctly with what the, you know, the pipes were doing. Stuff like that. They can chat about, did you hear this? Did you hear that? I heard a wee thing. Uh, I heard this, but I thought it was okay. They can you know, talk about things like that. They can't actually talk about the placings, however. So, I don't know. Are, are, are judges doing this? You know, did they do it at Paisley? They certainly had the option. It's in the rule book. You can do this. You can walk across the field and speak to Mr. Head Judge, whoever he is, and say, hey, what was the crack there? I heard something dodgy going on with the tenor drums or something. Do you know, it just in general, you can talk about the performance. But it would appear, whenever you're looking at these kind of big, disparaging results in placings, I don't know what's going on there. Very unusual. Very unusual. And it does raise the question, again, should we look at the judging process? I don't know. (laughs) It seems to be something that we're constantly arguing about here in the piping world. And is it something that we're honestly going to get to the bottom of? Uh, I don't know. I don't honestly know. But 
I have to give a shout out to everyone who has the tinfoil hat on and, yeah, talking about all the conspiracy theories. You guys, yeah, your argument may have precedent. It may actually have 100% value. But I would argue that you're not standing in front of that band with a clipboard and, yeah, you know what I mean? You can't really say what that judge heard on the day was what you heard on the Facebook live stream. Or what you heard on a YouTube video. Or, do you know what I mean? Once you're in that field, in person, that band's in front of you, you have one chance to get it right. Those of us who are armchair judges, we can sit at home and listen to a recording over and over and over again. And, yeah, make up our mind. But, I would challenge you. And I'm asking you to do this now at home. There's a little bit of homework for you podcast listeners. Go to the Rab Show Facebook page. Listen back to all of Grade 1. It's all there. All the performances are up there. Keep a little bit of, you know, a bit of a notes, bit of note sheet, paper or whatever, and a bit of paper. And make yourself little notes and things on where you would place each band yourself. Now, this is one completely for the pipe band geeks. Okay? The nerds. I've done this myself on Saturday. <laughs> It's one of my favourite hobbies. See, when I'm watching the world's live stream, I actually have pages and pages of notes. I'm making, just writing wee notes about band performances and stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm that sad. So I try to predict what the top six will be before they read out the results. Anyway, I know it's sad. But yeah, you can be an armchair judge at home. Listen back to the performances. But I challenge you not to rewind. Play it once and once only. And that's it. Move on. All right. Now, you have the option to confer, so if you have a friend who's a piping nerd as well, have a chat with them, ask them, what do you think of that? You know, I thought I heard a wee thing in the Strasbay there, or I didn't like that break into the slow air, or, you know, stuff like that. You can chat about it, but you can't, you know, oh, I have them forth. <laughs> can't do that. So, yeah, I challenge you at home, have a listen back to all the performances there at Grade 1 at Paisley. I dare say this will be a competition that will affect the rest of the season i dare say we will not see the last of scottish power in our top three i think listening back to their performance it was incredible they really did have the tune of their life and that's the best i've ever heard scottish power now i've heard scottish power playing i don't know how many times in person and they have really impressed me but this is the first time they've really made me sit up and listen and going wow that was something special so, shout out to Chris Armstrong and the team. You guys purchased something pretty special at the weekend. And congratulations on lifting your British title. I think you guys celebrated with gusto. So much so, did you see this? There was actually a piper uh, in Scottish Power Pipe Band who celebrated so hard, he actually managed to snap his bass drone in two. <laughs> I think we've got photographs of, uh, up on the Rab Show Facebook page of this where he's walking in front of the band holding the trophy while cradling his set of broken bagpipes so yeah shout out to him i think uh yeah he'll have to go and get them refurbed or i don't know maybe possibly even get a new set uh there's a tune title in there somewhere isn't there yeah break your bra- break your bass drone i think there is a tune called that anyway so there you go that's my wrap up of paisley as far as getting any reports from the ground i think all in all talking about the venue People really seem to be a polar opposite. Some people love Paisley and think that it's brilliant. And, you know, having all these connections and stuff to nearby airports and everything is really, really good. But also, at the same time, a lot of people seem to really hate it. Now, there's no middle ground. There's no people say, ah, it's okay. It's either you love it or you really hate it. Now, for me, I kind of dislike it because 
from a recording point of, point of view. None of you are standing listening to grade one or grade two, and then next thing, this big aeroplane flies over the top of your head because where the venue is, it's right next to an airport. It's also right next to a huge big main road, like a highway. It's a massive road that's insanely busy all the time with a lot of traffic on there. So you have a lot of hum in the background with traffic noise and stuff. Motorbikes flying past and then a he- you know a helicopter ticks off or a plane or a whatever. And I don't know how performers concentrate with all of that going on. Craziness. Go back, watch the performances and you will hear for yourself. You know, I think it's even well-timed whenever Inverary broke into their slow air. A 747 actually flew over the top of them. It was like, <laughs> really off-putting. I don't know how the band managed to keep concentration during that. But, hey, that's just me being selfish as a recorder, trying to make recordings of these performances. Yeah, it didn't sound too great. So, But yet again, I've heard good reports about the venue and bad. So, mm, I don't know. I guess we'll find out come the Rab Show Awards whether you guys will nominate it in the first place or whether you'll not vote for it at all. Who knows? But, yeah, I think Tales on the Ground was... The overall day itself was very well ran. The organisers ran a great event. Uh, Nothing actually seemed to run behind time. Nothing was cancelled or anything. And, uh, yeah, lots of amenities. There was plenty of port-a-loos and stuff like that. And places to go and eat. And a big beer tent. And everybody was happy. All of that sort of stuff. So, I think, all in all, it was a very well-run event. So, congratulations to the organisers. Even though I think the location of it might not be ideal for piping. But, hey... It is what it is. So we move on. That's it from Paisley. (laughs) I dare say we will be revisiting this. So I want your emails. Please email me and your opinions on the placings, on the venue, all of that sort of stuff. I really want to know your opinion. You can email me in bigrabshow at gmail.com. That email address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. I'd love to know your opinion on everything that happened at Paisley. And we will read them all out on next week's podcast. There you go. Now, I have to also say, we're also looking for voicemail messages. We haven't received a voicemail message in months, months and months and months. used to be the case that you could record a simple little voice clip or that on your mobile or whatever kind of device that you're listening on in a minute, and you can email it into us. Just send it as an attachment, and we can play it on the show. Your actual voice asking a question or whatever, uh, or even just a, Give a shout-out there, Johnny. Yeah! You can do that if you want. So, yeah, send us a voicemail message. We'd love to have it. Email in bigrabshow at gmail.com, and we'll happily play it on the podcast. And, yeah, you guys can be a part of the show. Now, one last little bit of story news on the Rab Show, as we have launched a final not a final, a new a new bit of merch. We have embroidered polo shirts. Woohoo. For those of you who like to be a little bit more classy than wearing a baggy hoodie or a t-shirt for that matter, yeah, we have embroidered uh, polo shirts. Yeah, so they're available in a range of colours. And uh, yeah, you can go and check it out on the Rab Show, bigrabshow.com. Go and check it out and you can get your merch. Have you already got your Big Rab Show merchandise? A lot of you have. A lot of you even sending photographs and stuff of you wearing the merchandise and that. So thank you so much, everyone, for, for everyone who's buying the merchandise. Thank you so much. Because every t shirt or hoodie in that sold, every penny does help go towards supporting what we do. So we have a lot of costs involved. You know, there's travel and there's cell phone data. And there's, yeah, we're investing in new equipment. This podcast is being recorded on a brand new sound recorder that you guys have bought through all of your very generous support. So thank you to you guys buying our merchandise. And uh, yeah, our Patreon supporters, you guys are awesome. 
So yeah, if you do want to help support the show, please do. Go and check us out on thebigrabshow.com. Click on the little shop icon and you can pick yourself up a Rab Show hoodie, t-shirt or our brand new embroidered polo shirts. There you go. And they're available everywhere. I've been sending them everywhere. They seem to be going Australia, New Zealand, Australia, Canada... Uh, even here in the UK, which is weird, you know. <laughs> yeah, we've been sending them everywhere, so it's fantastic. So thank you, everyone, for buying our merchandise. Every penny raised through the sales of T-shirts and hoodies and stuff all gets reinvested back into what we do so we can improve and up our game to help you guys, the piping fans. Right, that's it for the Rab Show podcast this week. Thank you so much for hitting that download button. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes or give us a follow on Podbean. So as each and every week comes by and we upload a new uh, episode, you'll get a bing, a little notification on your phone or whatever, uh, your podcast catcher, and you'll, yeah, Rab's upload on another one, you'll find out. So there you go. You'll never miss an episode and be kept up to date with all the latest piping and drumming news from around the world. Right, that's me. I am out the door. Don't forget Throwback Thursday on our Facebook page on Thursday, plus all the live streaming from Enniskillen this weekend. Best of luck, everyone, at the County for Amana Championships. We wish you the best of luck. We will hopefully see you on the grass being well. If you see us, any of us from the Rab Show team at all, don't forget to say hello and take a hashtag Big Rab Show selfie with us. Uh, yeah, just for the crack. Hopefully it'll be dry in Enniskillen and we'll have a really good tune and we'll talk all about Enniskillen on next week's show. Until then, we will see you then. All the very best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances, G1 Reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Vararian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.